There are shows with psychics. And there are shows with doctors. But there's no show like the psychic and the doc. Your practical paranormal power unleashed. This show synthesizes the talents of world-class medium Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, psychic explorer, and street-smart spiritualist, behavioral psychologist, Dr. Pat Basili. All subjects are on the table and no topic is taboo. Inspiration, insight, action, and fun as Mark Anthony connects callers with loved ones in spirit in tandem with Dr. Pat's fresh, no-nonsense, street-smart, intuitive insights. And she is hilarious. Extraordinary problems require extraordinary solutions, which may come from this side or the other side. This is The Psychic and The Doc. And it starts now. Welcome back. I'm Mark Anthony, the psychic, and I'm with my amazing co-host, Dr. Pat Basili. I told we you. We have a yeah, we have a you. very special guest, Chris DiPerno. So, Chris, <laughs> um, before we before we get to Dr. Pat's question, which is a great question, you went from being a police detective, no nonsense skeptic, to not only a believer in extraterrestrials, but an investigator. Correct. How did that happen? Yeah. Well, and tell, tell people what investigator means now. And the reason I want you to do this, because, you know, my my cousin, police chief over there in Ramsey, New Jersey, if I don't ask this question, I'm going to get a million emails from him. What let's just tell people the depth and the breadth of what that means to be an investigator, if you don't mind, Chris. Sure. Uh, well, there's actually two different things. There's a detective and an investigator. I was a, I was a criminal detective, hmm. a detective, uh, NYPD. Syracuse PD, a lot of places uh, have the titles of detective. The, the, the only real difference is, is that a detective is more, more proactive. Um, a lot of them will go out and seek the crimes and also investigate them. Investigators, the crime has already happened in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, obviously, if they stumble on something, they're going to take care of it. But they usually take cold cases or cases that already have happened and investigate it from there. Detectives do the same thing, but they actually uh, try to be more proactive in in what they're doing. We would get assigned cases, major cases like homicides and shootings, stabbings, and work on that and see if we can jump off of that and and see if there's another case attached to it. You know, something goes on with that. So that that's exactly what detectives and investigators do. They They put puzzles together uh, and find out who did it. And from that background, though, you know, Mark, let's get to your your yeah. conversation about this, because, see, that was like a mouthful, right? That's see what he just said right there. That was like, oh, there's like the word. And then there is like the thing. So the he thing. just gave us like the thing. So how did you make the jump from police work to the mutual UFO network? Well, when I was a, a, a cop, I. I used to terribly tease other cops if they saw something in the sky. I mean, it was just not accepted to do that. It's like I would, you know, probably hang flying saucer pictures on their lockers or hang them from the walls or, you know, draw pictures of aliens and stuff because I didn't believe it. I had no idea. But, you know, when you work the night shift, a lot of cops would come in and say, well, I saw something strange in the sky. And they wouldn't they wouldn't report it 
and they wouldn't tell people. But from that, I, I kind of got this instinct saying, hey, I, I got to figure out what the hell is going on with this thing. But I'm not going to do it while I'm doing police work because, you know, I would get the same kind of razzing as I was giving others. So when I retired, I said, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to debunk this. I actually had it in mind to debunk UFOs because I thought they, they got to be top secret military planes. They got to be something the U.S. government's working on or natural phenomena. So I joined the Mutual UFO Network in order to start that type of process. And then I started getting cases into, into this stuff. And I started getting videos and stuff. And I said, okay, I, here's my chance to debunk it. And then I send the videos to experts who can break it down, or photos and break it down. And they come back, no, that's the real deal, Chris. That That's not a military plane. And I go, you're kidding me. No. And so... I went and go physically went to interview these people, sit there because I was trained to as an interrogator. My specialty in police work was an interview and interrogator. So I would sit down and watch their body languages and telling these stories. And I would watch to see their eyes. You know, I I would get into the, you know, the the neurolinguistics and, the you know, the everything about their eyes, how they move and stuff like that, if they're trying to create something. And these people were being straightforward with me. They're like saying, hey, you know, this, this guy's not lying. He actually either had a craft land in his backyard. So then you try to find the physical evidence to it. Yeah. And you get radiation uh, readings. You get indentations in the ground that were exact measurements. And you kind of go, there's something to this. Yeah. So I mean, how. Go, go ahead, ahead, Dr. Pat. Go ahead. Well, 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 you know, we have ahead, an Mark. interesting angle here because we're going to start talking about alien abductions and there's PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And we got the best panel here for that. We got Dr. Pat, who is an expert in working with people with post-traumatic stress disorder. We have a police detective UFO investigator. And in my work as an attorney and as a psychic medium, I definitely deal with people reeling from post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, we could talk all night about the government releasing information on UFOs uh, last year, but let's get to people who have been or who claim to have been abducted. Can you tell us about a, um, an incident there mm -hmm. and the after effects of mm -hmm. it? And I want to add a part two to that question because there's a part two to the question. And the part two to the question is the PTSD you get from nobody believing you. You know, there is the there is a PTSD from the event, you know, and Chris want to hear from you. But you also know that there's nothing worse than having an experience and nobody will believe you. And, you know, when you put those two together, that is the one two punch that will bring people down. Right, Chris? Oh, absolutely. You're 100 percent right, doctor. It, the PTSD is an amazing for these people because, uh, and I'll, I'll explain about that uh, during the whole thing, is that when they get abducted and screen memories are put in or certain types of memories are, are actually implanted into them, they become very scared of those, those memories. And it, it takes a dramatic effect. And there's you know, there's the residual effects of that, you know, that some people will sleep against a wall. Some people will have to look at their blinds. Some people will go every night to yeah. lock their doors, pull their shades because yeah. they're scared they're going to come back. 
Yeah. And, uh, and these are, let's just talk about these nuances for a minute, if we could, because we're not even talking about what we now know multi-generationally. And that is what happens when those folks have children. That's a whole different show, right? But it, that is a thing. Absolutely. It, and this is the scariest part. I had one abductee who's so frightened because he's been abducted several times and he's had side effects. He's actually lost weight. He's constantly dehydrated. Mm. He has a significant amount of, uh, he can't retain salt. I mean, his salt intake is just absolutely, he's got a bowl that he actually sticks his finger in at nighttime to just craving salt all the time. But he is so scared because he's understood that his parents were, one of his parents were an abductee. He's become an abductee. Mm. And his child has now become an abductee. Mm-hmm. And what happens is he's trying to protect his child because now his child is frightened from this. Yeah. And and this yeah. is a very, very scary experience. To, to I call it kidnap and assault. Oh, it's, yeah. You know, people call it experience or uh, abduction. It's a crime. If you look at this, if I was to go in somebody's house at two o'clock in the morning, take them out or take their child out. I would be in prison for 25 years. Yeah. Now we can well, put it and, and it's not here. just that they take these people. Um, I've done readings for a number of people who said that they were abductees, and the information that came through was uncanny. And there's something that I wanted to bring up is in every reading that I've done for an abductee, their spirits. All right, so I'm doing a reading for an abductee. And the spirits connected to that person come through and they always say that they targeted you because of your cellular structure and how you metabolize protein. And I remember the first time we talked, Chris, I, I mentioned that to you and you were like, oh, my God. Now, why? Oh, my God. Well, I, oh, my God, is because protein is very important to them. And if you see some of the things that they are doing, first of all, the information that I got about uh, the grays is that they do not uh, metabolize protein like we do. They actually, from the information I received, is that the one gray that they have at S4 down at Area 51, they had to bring in a bunch of botanists because they can't metabolize it as we do. And so they have to rub, they have to create a protein paste and rub it onto their skin and have the protein absorbed through their skin. So they're very interested in how we absorb protein. Now I say that because in the hybridization process, they take all kinds of samples. And and my theory is that in the hybridization process that they are taking away from the alien way of of, uh, taking protein into the body and using our way, our way to them is probably much more efficient. And so when they clone, not clone, but hybridize a a, a human, they wanna have that type of protein assimilation into them rather than the way they do it. And that's why you see the cattle mutilations because, you know, we, People ask me, why are they taking the intestines? Why aren't they taking the Philly Mayans, the T-bone? Did I said the same thing? I go, these guys don't know what a good cut of steak is, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, man, I, I got to, for somebody who's got the, the geniuses to come light years to come here, they yeah. can't figure it out. But then I started researching a cow's intestines. 
believe it or not, and we eat cows and tezzers called yeah, right. Yeah, we do. You know, <laughs> and so and it's chock full of of protein, but it has phosphorus, it has nitrates, it has B12. So if they are really stuck on the protein, which I think they are, mm-hmm. what better way to get it than through a cow's intestines? Yeah. I mean, part of this, look, there are so many questions and we have really gotten a number of our callers that want to really just speak with you, Chris. Sure. They've got some questions for you. So I want to turn it back over to, if I could, I want to get right back over there to Jacob. And Jacob, let's bring on our first caller before we go to break. I can't wait to hear what the question is. Sounds great. We've got Luis calling in from Florida. Hi there, Luis. Hi, Luis. What do you have for um, our very special crest here, Chris? Hey, Louise, you're on air on the psychic and the doc. Hello there. Good evening. Um, I apologize why I've been waiting online. I haven't been able to hear much of the discussion, so I hope my uh, comments or questions aren't out of line. I um, grew up listening to my father talk about the balls of lightning or St. Elmo's fire that they attributed to walking with him on the beat at night. But uh, that was a little bit of something that we grew up with. The uh, question I have for you, sir, though, um, many of the abductees report uh, loss of time, the elements of time. And I wondered if there has ever been any discussion, knowing that um, velocity being acceleration and time, everybody talks about trying to travel faster than light. Do, do you think maybe the abductees have given us a clue that perhaps it isn't the element of distance that people have to worry about, but do we think perhaps those we encounter have some ability to manipulate time? Yes. That is a great question, Louisa. <laughs> yeah. Let me explain something that we are actually working on now. One of, I mean, everybody knows about missing time. So a person gets abducted and they can't remember what happened to them for two or three hours. But here's the thing that we're working on now called the suspension of time. And it's happening to pilots, uh, fighter pilots. They go up and they encounter a UFO and they say, oh, my God, look at this thing. It's flying all over the place. And they come back and they say, I only encountered this thing for five minutes. But the radar operator, the captain, the flight officer goes, you've been up there with him for a half an hour, 45 minutes. What do you mean five minutes? Here's the kicker. The gas or the de- the fuel that they use air, you know, for, for the fighter jet only registered enough for five minutes of flight. So th- they are able to suspend time. So your your question is awesome. Now, here's the thing with the suspension of time. They're conscious. We're missing time. You're not conscious. You're not sure what happened, and you have to go back in your memory. In the suspension of time, you're conscious, and but you're not aware how long it is. Does that does that answer your question, Louise? Yes, it does. I, I thank you very much for taking the time to do that. Okay, <laughs> um, I just welcome. wondered because. Yeah, Yeah, and I really am enjoying the show, so thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Let's, uh, Jacob, why don't we take a quick break? Uh, And for those of you out there, we are taking your calls and questions for Chris right now. 
1-800-930-2819. Please do one thing for us. Um, turn off your radio in the background. You'll be able to hear the show on your phone as you're on hold. So let's make sure we do that. When we come back, we've got more callers for Chris. Let's get it rolling here, everybody. We'll be right back. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Our ability to align with our true highest self and create freedom and prosperity is infinite. Take the journey back to me, a guided journey back to your true self in 40 days with me, freedom coach and oracle Gina Gale Gray. Move from overwhelm to balance, composure, and vitality. Restore connection and compassion. Open your heart and tap into your limitless power within your soul. Begin your journey at anywheremindbodysoul.com. It takes courage to step into your calling and go for your dreams. Sabotage monsters can get in your way, preventing you from reaching your potential. You can choose to struggle alone, or you can choose community and support, someone to walk beside you, meeting you where you are. If you are ready to make real and lasting change, Coach Christine Clark is here for you. Find out more about one-on-one coaching and group programs with Coach Christine at sunglowtransformation.com. Welcome to the Spacious Unknowing Network, sunshine for your soul, with Julio and Jojo Rose, every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Let your heart beat in the rhythm of your soul and guide you to new horizons and unlimited infinite love. Tune in to the hit show, Us, Critical Conversations on the Challenges of Our Time, with me, Dr. Krista Lee Crane, on TransformationTalkRadio.com, every fourth Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific. Listen while we focus on the intersections of truth and justice as we learn how to coexist, pushing our social transformation to the next level. Become true stewards of the justice that is needed in our world. Learn more at PreventionAgenda.org. That's PreventionAgenda.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am the creator of the Transformation Network, doing what we do in the world of positive radio, informed, educated, positive media. Independent radio hosts and independent networks have been the face of positive messaging over the past decade. So all of us here have decided we're going to put together an independent network that is going to enable people to bring their positive message of hope, inspiration, and conscious action to the forefront. Help us create a future of amazing, uplifting stories that can be told so we can tell our children and they can tell their children of what hope and conscious action is all about. I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
Mark Anthony. Welcome back to The Psychic and the Doc. I'm with my co-host, Dr. Pat Basili, and our special guest for the 75th anniversary of the mysterious Roswell incident is UFO investigator Chris Tuperno. Chris, you brought up an interesting point. Now, we got a caller, and we're going to get to the caller in a second. But when we're talking about the people who've been abducted, and after the abduction, they um, crave protein and salt. And you were talking about how it appears that one of the alien species, the greys, I understand there's the reptilians, there's several different species that have been identified, yes. that they are engaged, you kept using the word hybridization. Now, hybridization, as I understand it, would mean or suggest that these aliens are selecting particular humans or families of humans because of how they metabolize protein. And if that's what they're doing, are they blending that DNA with their own, ergo creating a hybrid, a human-alien mixture? Is, is that what you're saying? You're right on the money, Mark. It's, and it's more than just the protein. It's the actual ability, uh, how they can use their mind for telepathic messages. We find out that people who have been abducted have an unusual ability to enhance their psychic abilities, to enhance their uh, able to uh, use their telepathic ability, and somehow or another they enhance it. Well, they they take the the. My theory is that they're taking these traits, like the telepathic message ability, the protein and stuff. And mixing it with their DNA, their and and creating a hybridization process where they'll look like us, they'll act like us, they'll walk, talk, and everything else like us, but they're not us. And we wouldn't know them if we passed them across the street. Wow, that's really that's amazing. And uh, Dr. Pat, do you want to take the caller? But I, I want to get into. No, let's um, let's so, keep talking. I'm not quite sure if we're okay. ready yet. Let's just keep rolling because there's a lot of information that I would love for Chris to share. Yeah, uh, Chris, um, first off, how do people get hold of you? Was that through the MUFON website, M-U-F-O-N? Yeah, the Mutual UFO Network has a website. And if you see chapters, I'm the state director for the New York chapter. So they can go there. <laughs> And get my email and be able to uh, contact me through that. And I'll be happy to respond to them. Mm -hmm. and, and if they have a, a situation that they want to talk to me about, um, I'll get their phone number, call them. We, we can we can uh, talk about it, see if there's uh, anything that, you know, we can. Our, I, what we want to do now is collect as much data and evidence as possible because, we know the U.S. government has been secretly, quietly uh, investigating alien abduction. Now, why? Because alien abductees have been coming back with not only injuries, but physical effects. And these physical effects are very similar to a thing that was created here on Earth called the Havana Syndrome. You know, white spots on the brain. You know, um, all right, hold on, hold on, hold that thought. Let, let's explain what Havana syndrome is first, if, if okay, Be, because see, a lot of people may not know what that sure. is. Do you want me to give a Cliff Notes version? 
It's um, up to you, Mark. You can okay. roll or I can roll. Oh, all right. At the U.S. Embassy in Havana, Cuba, and Cuba is not a friendly country to the U.S., and at other embassies, U.S. embassies around the world, oftentimes in countries that are openly hostile to the U.S., there have been a number of employees there who've, who've come away with tinnitus, ringing in the ears, nausea, and brain damage, and it appears that they are being subjected to highly concentrated electromagnetic energy, basically energy weapons, specifically for the purpose of causing brain damage. Okay, Chris, back to you. Okay, the 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 frequencies that they're using are microwave frequencies that are actually developed by the Russians in 1952. They mm-hmm. actually destroyed a, a uh, Russian ambassador, uh, an American ambassador back then and stuff. And you're exactly right. They use the same thing in Havana, uh, Cuba to do that. So what we're seeing is that the the trace, the physical injuries of the Havana syndrome are very similar to people who've had physical injuries of abductions. Now, when people come back from abductions, they, they say, my God, I, I, I'm getting headaches. I'm having nausea. I'm having symptoms. I can't think. My mind is always in a fog. They get an MRI. And the MRI starts to show white spots on their brain. And, and we believe, I believe, that frequencies, as you know, Mark, and you know much more about frequencies than I do, but frequencies are extremely important when it comes to consciousness, communication, right. and everything else. Everything's frequency. So these people come back from the, these experiences and they have physical and psychological damage. Now, Dr. Pat. PTSD. Not only do we have physical injury, and, and which includes the mental injury, but post-traumatic stress. And you brought up an interesting yeah. point. There's not just the trauma from the incident, but there's the trauma. It's like being raped, and then nobody yeah. believes you that you were raped. How? What are the long-term effects of that, Dr. Pat? Well, I think there are a couple. Um, and Heidi, we're going to get right to you in a minute. Um, I think there are a couple. First of all, I want to get back to what Chris said. And if we understand the research methods, if if we just understand, if you're doing a study, if you understand what a research method is or what a research approach is on anything, we use it in the medical profession. Anything that's researched has one thing in common. In order for you to get a long-term effect, they have to do a longitudinal study. And what does that mean? That they take a look at you at year one. I, my friend studied careers in China for 20 years. And you, you do study number one, and then you get the results of that. But then those same people, you have to have the same people. Then you do the study either a year later, two years later. Now, if we use that approach in our society, because we're trying to track changes over time, then why does it get so hard for us to believe that the same people can get abducted more than once? See, that's one of the greatest denials. That's really tough. That's part of PTSD, right, Chris? It's Absolutely, when, Doctor. Yeah, You're right on the money. Right. right? It comes to it's that. like people are like, yes, it happened to me again. Same thing with rape victims, you yes. know, but we're talking about science for a minute. And if we are being studied or and you study anything over time with people, you can't do a study over time and study person on day one and then go get a new person. So scientific method explains that. But the other thing that you brought up, Chris, and Mark, you as well. 
there is a ripple effect here. You might say tsunami. And first the person has to come to grips with the truth of what may have happened to them. So that's hard, right, Chris? I mean, just the fact where you're like, what just happened? And doctor, you're so right. And here's the problem is that how do you come to grips with flash only flashbacks or partial memories or memories that don't make sense? For yeah. instance, you've been abducted by an owl or a deer. I had a case where a person says, Chris, I, I had some missing time, but just prior to that missing time, a deer was staring into my window. I go, well, you kind of live out in the country. Could a deer have gone? Chris, the window's on the second floor. I go, that, that's not a deer. You know, I mean, obviously a deer can't float up in the air and stare at you from the second floor. But how do you how do you yeah. deal with the idea that you're, you're looking at a deer or an owl or a giant rabbit or an alien that's constantly coming every six months or a year or two years. And then you have that, that time elapse where, you know, it's coming again, you know, and they know it's coming again. Yeah. And then let's talk about some of the other things that we can't really put wrap our minds around because there are some things that people then behave differently. They, their behavior changes. And, and it changes. And at first, it may not. Maybe you can talk to this, Chris, and then we're going to go to Heidi. You know, I think when people see this, they look at this and they they say something like, well, why did it take them a year to have that show up? Well, come on. We know so much about PTSD in the military. And, you know, mm -hmm. Annie, and I've worked with the, the Veterans Association. I have a family history of vets, came back from multiple wars. You're fortunate if all of the PTSD symptoms show up at once and you're not so fortunate at the same time, but you may not, you may come back and you may have, you may not know things. You're, you mentioned missing time, but then you may have odd behavior, right? Where you're standing there and your wife says, honey, sit down to the table and you can't let go of the wall. And, and, you know, he, the, the, your partner is like, well, honey, sit down and eat dinner with us. And he, and he or she is like, can you bring me my plate up and you're standing on the wall? Right. Oh, absolutely. Doctor. And it's not only that it, we see that abductees all of a sudden have sleepwalking. Oh, and then they, they'll wake wow. up and they yeah. have no idea why they're in None. the kitchen None. or they, they, for some reason, they got to get up and lock every door in the place pull down the shades and look through mm -hmm. the shades and they're, they, they have this fear and, but they can't comprehend yeah. the fear doctor. And you know more about that than I, they, they know something is scaring them to death yep. and then they develop an addictive behavior. That's it. There we yes. go. And it constantly goes over and over and over again. And that's PTSD in a nutshell, right, ma'am? Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, we could do a whole show on addictive behavior as a result. Mm -hmm. of adoption. Oh, sure. Uh, adoptees. Yeah. Uh, Mark, let's go to the phone. Heidi has been waiting so patiently. <laughs> Heidi, do me a favor. Turn off your radio in the background. We'd love to hear from you. What is your question? Jacob, let's make it happen. Sounds good. She's connected right now. Hi, Heidi. Welcome to the Hi, Psychic can... and the Doc. Hey, can you all hear me all right? Loud and clear. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, you're coming through okay, loud and clear. Good. All right. Well, I will say that I was apprehensive to listen to the show today because of the, quote, terrifying abduction 
part of the, you know, the promotion. And I've been working really hard to dispel fear around, I'll just say ETs or star beans, because I don't really know if I would think they're all bad. It's, I mean, I've recently um, come across the CE5 initiative, which is human-initiated contact, and it is a peaceful, like, meditation, spiritual practice. Um, I mean, I'm brand new to this, but um, I just, I guess I don't know really what mm. to believe here, and wow. Good. I don't think I've had an abduction experience, but I sent a couple pictures into, I don't know who got them, uh, Transformation Talk Radio Messenger. I, I, yeah, I did get a photo. Both times I've gotten photos of UFOs, I was not seeing anything with the naked eye. And I saw one recently, and I sent the pictures. I don't know if you're able okay. to see them. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm having uh, Jacob get them right now. I'm having Jacob get them right now. Okay. Uh, here, here's what I want to say. Okay. I want to say something to you. Yeah. Thank you for the courage yeah. to call into the show. Absolutely. I, I got to thank yes. you. Okay. Okay. I got to thank you for the courage to call into the show. Because me and my profession, you know, we are not allowed to talk about this stuff. I'm just telling you. You know, I have been blacklisted from more colleges, but I'll tell you this. There are some things that we cannot understand or explain, but I love that you don't Mm -hmm. know what you don't know because you called in to talk to the right person, Chris DiPerna. And the reason I love Mm -hmm. that you don't know what you don't know, because you're an open vessel, right? However, I'm going to kick it to Chris now. You ready? You do know Mm -hmm. something. Yes, you do. So you don't know what you don't know. Right. You, you know something because you call it Chris, right? Absolutely. Well, let me, mm-hmm. what a wonderful question, Heidi. And let me explain one thing. There's a difference between an extraterrestrial and a star child. A star child, from what my mm-hmm. I've been taught, is a, a reincarnated person, maybe from another planet. For instance, I was studying about a, a Russian child who claimed he lived on Mars. He was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He knew more about astronomy and the universe at at eight years old than most college mm-hmm. professors teach in astronomy. So the star child is is something different. It's a, like a reincarnation of somebody, and they're not evil. They're not bad. They're they're here to actually help us. And this is what he said. Now, getting mm-hmm. to the extraterrestrials, not all extraterrestrials are bad. We do have extraterrestrials who look at the earth and say you know this is a great natural planet that you have it's a wonderful thing we want to enhance you make you better and work with you you know in their way of doing it but then we have species just like we have on earth we have (laughs) species that say we want the planet we don't care about these little human ants running around you know they're primitive to us as, as we know in our history, we have met civilizations that were more advanced than the other one. They come in and they go, hey, we're going to take over your land. We're going to destroy you and everything else. And this could be a possibility of what the hybridization program is all about, is that what a simple way to take over the planet is to create their own species to take over this without anybody firing a shot. Because as mm-hmm. I explained to wow. Mark, 
what would we do as 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 what the primitive stuff we would have if we had an alien invasion we would go to nuclear war we would start nuclear nuclear places yeah yeah with a hybridization program putting their own people on the planet yeah because if we nuked the planet then it wouldn't be mm -hmm. usable to them yeah. so it's it's very interesting so yeah uh, so, I, I have a question for chris yeah. because I want to give Heidi some help and I'm not that person on this topic because Heidi, thank you again, calling in, opening mm. herself up. And there are things she should be mindful and aware of and should know. Right. And so I would love mm. two things. One, let's make sure she gets the website. But when you're working with somebody, Chris, like Heidi, that is called in and has had an experience is maybe maybe doesn't have a whole lot of information about this what guidance might you say to her well first of all we're we're great listeners we would first listen to this story and dissect it and be mm -hmm. able to understand what she's going through how she's going through it uh -huh. that would be the very first thing you got to do you got to listen to the person and able to understand what they're going through and the mm -hmm. amazing thing about the experiencer research team, which is part of MUFON, we have what we call the ERT team, the experiencer research team, which are all abduction specialists, which I, I'm on. I'm an abduction specialist. Is that we have mm -hmm. psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors on that team. And if we think that it's something that should be referred to them, we would pass you off to a medical professional like that. Or we would say, hey, listen, we need to, we think that we should get you to a psychologist. You know, you should go to your psychologist, your medical person and stuff. Yeah. But we do have medical people on our team that are absolutely excellent. And they can, they can dissect the story much better than I can. Yeah. yeah. Heidi, I, I, since you may have another question, mm -hmm. do you want to get it out here now? Want to, are, are well, you Well, are to you go? basically... Yeah, I'm good. I, I don't feel like I have PTSD or a negative okay. uh, abduction experience, but I think there, who knows what's possible, right? Yes. And by the way, <laughs> I PTSD is one element. That. Yeah. You, you, right. Not everybody, not everybody gets PTSD. So I just want to be clear about that. Okay. There are multiple okay. reasons that we don't have a lot of time in this show. We should do a show on this where PTSD can be triggered from a past life. Just saying, we've had people tell us that yeah. it can be triggered because of the nature of something. And what I mean by the unusual nature, but here's a thought. If you get abducted and, and I'm going to let you go, Heidi, and then Chris going to have to answer this question and Mark, but it's like people that work with Mark. If you're working with an element that you believe in to begin with, and you're comfortable mm -hmm. with that belief. When you actually don't have to call Mark Anthony anymore, and you're speaking to somebody that's crossed over, it will not cause PTSD mm -hmm. because in your own consciousness and subconsciousness, you're already aligned with the possibility. And I'm yeah. not talking about like a Freudian alignment of the subconscious. I'm not talking, I'm talking about an in-depth, you know, Dr. Catherine, who was on the show today, that level of alignment. And so not everybody may get PTSD. So I just want you to hold on to that because see, we do this thing here. This makes me crazy. 
We do this thing with labels all the time. And if you don't have the label, it means you're excluded from the experience. Heidi, mm. you're not excluded, okay? You feel me, sister? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> all right. Thanks for calling in. We're going to get to Chris. He's got to answer this one. Okay. And, I, I was so I right? entailed with your, your thing. I forgot the question. But it's here's the thing. If, if we have an experience, look. <laughs> I grew up with ghosts and I used to draw them and I used to have dreams. I mean, don't even get me started about the whole alien picture dreaming thing. So by the time I was eight years old, and if I'd had that experience, I mean, my first experience with literally seeing people that were, what's your phrase, that were on the other side or moved beyond, I was eight years yeah. old, but I was not scared because something happened to me previously. So we want to put everybody as PTSD. But PTSD is is very subjective. It is unique. It's to everybody. Isn't it possible, Chris, that you could have this experience? However, the experience to you may or may not be traumatic. Oh, yeah. We've, there we've we go. Been... Right. Right, I, Heidi, I, right? Heidi's like, Heidi's Heidi doing goes, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so we have had, we've had people call and say, I was able to hold a hybrid child. I, I knew this was my child. It was the most wonderful, loving feeling I've ever had. And other people have said that they've had classes. My my good friend who is um, is in Arizona, he was abducted as a child. Nothing traumatic. They were actually teaching him how to move uh, objects, colored objects, different colored objects with his mind. It, it, so as I said, we're not we're not under attack by extraterrestrials when I say this, because there are good ones out there that we had people who've had experience with yeah. that have had more of a teaching program and understanding program. But then we have, like you say, there's good and bad in everything. We have oh, some yeah. of the bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Chris, thank you for that. Heidi, thank you so much. Mark, I want to kick it back to you, right? Because, you know, I did mention your area of expertise and body of work. And, you know, part of this is, you know, when I got older, the concept of having seeing people in my my home that what what is the language we call them? We call them ghosts for common language. Right. Let's just use that term. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the time I got to that experience. They didn't have to send me to Dr. Jacoby. They sent me to Dr. Jacoby because I thought I was lying. But in the realm of what you've seen, Mark, and you've seen, Chris, don't we have to be open to multiple person, multiple possibilities here? Oh, because it's yeah. not a one size fits all like we have been seeing in our pop culture and media. Uh, if I can, then I'll, I'll wait. Yes, absolutely. That's a great question, Dr. Pat, because that would also be assuming that everything in the universe is perceptible through our five physical senses of sight, hearing, taste, smell, and touch. And now we know this is absolutely an incorrect assessment. According to NASA, over 90% of the universe is dark matter, meaning it is not perceptible to our senses. So if 90% of existence is beyond our ability to perceive. It is naive, ignorant, and downright stupid to think that you know there aren't these possibilities. So that that's my my take on it. Yeah, 
Chris, how about Chris? you? Well, I will tell you, there's two most important words in my vocabulary now that I didn't have before. One is consciousness. And con consciousness covers everything. Your consciousness of the spirit world or the spirit, your consciousness of the ET, multidimensional, you know, different things. And you have to open your mind to the consciousness of, of this fantastic universe we live in, multidimensional, everything. And the other word is frequencies. You have to be in tune to that consciousness by different frequencies. Some frequencies are harmful. And this is more of a question, a thing for Mark to answer because he's in tune to those frequencies where I'm not. But frequencies are extremely important. To It's going to be extremely important to the human race. Oh, um, they are. And it appears that the great advancement within the 21st century in medical technology is energy healing. In other words, taking uh, damaged or diseased cells and through the use of energy medicine to raise its vibration because the, the vibration of a diseased cell, like a cancer cell, is much lower than a healthier cell. Now, that ties into what you were talking about, Chris. The Havana syndrome is a misuse of electromagnetic of microwave energy to damage cells. And so what you're seeing in the, uh, the debriefing of abductees is damage to their tissue, which is similar to what happens in the Havana syndrome. But I also wanted to ask you, you know, because we jumped ahead and got to the, the energy uh, damage to these people. What about physical injuries, mm -hmm. cuts, right. bruises, um, intrusions? Mm -hmm. What have you, and I know that you sent us some pictures, but, but what can you describe for our audience about those? Well, first of all, we, we have the hypothesis, the theory that so, some of these experiments that are being done are extremely traumatic and they're awake. They may not remember it. And we see finger bruising on people, especially it's the same way as I, I would look at an assault person or a rape victim or something like that. Mm -hmm. I would see their arms being held down so much pressure that you could see the finger bruising on their forearms or their legs. And that's very suspicious to us. So we say, wait a minute, this person woke up and they got, you know, four finger bruisings on their legs and things of that nature. We see identifying marks like a precise triangle that we, we look at and go, wow, that that is exactly the same measurement on site. So that had to be some kind of instrument. You know, it wasn't just like, well, I'll pick here, pull there, put that there, needle. It had to be an absolute instrument against their skin, penetrating their skin. And then the other thing that we're seeing is that some people are coming back with a brand that does not go away for some period of time. And then we see the, the, the dehydration of people, the weight loss of people, the, the cravings of certain proteins and, and salt. And then we see... Uh, here's the most scariest thing, Mark, and it's not, it's not everybody, but people will tell me, Chris, I've been downloaded with something yeah, and I yeah. cannot get I, what it is, but all I know is that when the right time comes, this download will open up and we have no idea what this is. We have no idea what they've been downloaded. We know that some people get dreams that they've never had before. 
like dreams of nuclear destruction, dreams of a nuclear war and stuff that they've never dreamed about. Before. Could it be possible they're implanting something like a perhaps a a chip uh, that, in other words, it makes it easy for them to locate? And the reason that I say this, when you're talking about the dehydration and think about when biologists go out and they'll um, shoot a dart into a grizzly bear and then they go and start taking blood samples and all this and they tag it and put a chip in. Same thing with sharks. They, they'll pull yeah. a shark out of the water and, and they'll tag this. So when, he, when I start hearing and, and working with the abductees, what, what they go through sounds an awful lot about like what humans do to other species on this planet. You know, we don't worry about the psychic trauma when we go out and we, you know, shoot a dart into a giraffe and start tagging it. And so we're having this superior intelligence, uh, these aliens doing the same thing. But, but they may be implanting something that would make it easier for them to locate these, these individuals. Has there been any discussion in your circles about that? Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, you, you explained it much better than I have. They, <laughs> they, they, they look at us like, because we're not the big boys on the block anymore. We're a primitive species to them. So they treat us like we would treat a giraffe or a bear or something. Let's tag it, bag it, and put it back, and let's track it. So they're scientists, too. That's how they, I mean. Exactly, that was my point. <laughs> yeah. We're lab rats. <laughs> exactly, yeah. we're a Petri dish to them. You know, and Calvin... So, Calvin Parker, who's one of the mo the the considered the most reliable abductee on record, um, and I've I've got to work with him quite a bit. And he was a 19 year old by his his admission redneck fishing at Pasigula, Mississippi, when this spaceship came out of the sky and took him and his friend. He said we were caught in this beam of light, we couldn't move, and these robotic things took them out. He said, Mark, when it was done, and, and this, that was not the only time they did this to him, he said, I felt like I was nothing more than a lab rat. Mm. Yep. And they do chip us. They do put implants. We've Dr. Lear, before he passed away, took several implants out. I sent a couple of photos. Uh, maybe some other time we can get mm -hmm. and show those photos or whatever. But um, the, the, here's the amazing thing about those, those things. They will give off a radio frequency. And they move. There have been people who've tried to take them out and they move through the body where you, you, that you can't get to them. So the technology is so amazing that, that the body will not reject it. It will move to, to keep it preserved. And people know that they're implanted because they'll have, like you said, tinnitus and other things. Right, Chris, um, unfortunately, we're out of time. And uh, Dr. Pat and I will be back next week. If you want to find out about Chris, go to the Mutual UFO Network website. Um, I'm also inviting everyone to go to my website, afterlifefrequency.com. i got two spirit communication events coming up. And the amazing Dr. Pat will be back next week with me. And we're doing a call-in show for readings and the advice from Dr. Pat. Mm -hmm. On behalf of everyone at The Psychic and the Doc, Thank you, everyone, and keep Thanks, watching Chris. the sky. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to The Psychic in the Dark with Mark Anthony and me, Dr. Pat 
but silly right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, look, come back next week so we can explore with you more of life's many challenges and learn from fascinating guests. And you know what? Even Mark and me. We'll connect you and discover insights from people in this life and from the afterlife. Extraordinary problems? Yeah, they do. They require extraordinary solutions. But step into the world of possibilities with us on the psychic and the dot. That's every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. That's TransformationTalkRadio.com. And don't forget, we're also live face-to-face on Facebook.com, Transformation Talk Radio. Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Learn how to lead a happier life on TransformationTalkRadio.com. There is divinity within you. Join Lisa Belt on her show, The Unshakable Living Show, Supernaturally and Divinely Unshakable, twice a month and find that divinity that you deserve. Lisa will help you feel encouraged, empowered, and realize that you're not alone on your journey. With Lisa, address the foundation, the frame, and the finish of your dreams and become truly unshakable. You are a brilliantly self-aware woman with a big heart and a cycle of dissatisfying relationships. Maybe you're drawn to a man who lights a fire in you but leaves you feeling amiss. Does that sound about right? My name is Love Coach Mariah and I help women navigate the rough waters of rocky relationship from push and pull to peace of mind. Learn more at lovecoachmariya.com. The first call is on me. You've been listening, but are you watching? Tune in to your favorite shows on the Transformation Talk Radio Facebook page. We stream live video podcasts every day. Oh, self-care can be so much fun. And it's not just about bubble baths, but instead about prioritizing the wholeness of who you are without it taking a lot of time out of your day. I'm Claudia Sam, your Soul Connection Coach, host of the Be Happy Now show, I invite you to put yourself at the top of the to-do list without guilt. Join me in the Soul Connector Circle community. Get daily pocket coaching and support to stay on track. Go to soulconnectorcircle.com and use the discount code RADIO. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am the creator of the Transformation Network, doing what we do in the world of positive radio, informed, educated, positive media. Independent radio hosts and independent networks have been the face of positive messaging over the past decade. So all of us here have decided we're going to put together an independent network that is going to enable people to bring their positive message of hope, inspiration, and conscious action to the forefront. Help us create a future of amazing, uplifting stories that can be told so we can tell our children and they can tell their children of what hope and conscious action is all about. 
I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 